You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. We are blessed in our community to have a number of great colleges with sports programs, giving student athletes a chance to excel at sports beyond the high school level. D2, Queens University of Charlotte is definitely one of those schools with multiple sports like track and field, swimming, and lacrosse playing for or even winning national championships. Our next guest on Running Around Charlotte is at the helm of the school's successful running program. Jim Verenkamp is the director of track and field and cross country at Queens U, where teams racked up dozens of conference and regional cross country and track and field championships. And Verenkamp has earned Southeast Regional Coach of the Year honors nine times and South Atlantic Coach of the Year honors 10 times. Yeah, he's busy, and he also coaches the Queen City Track Club, which offers collegiate-level coaching for middle and high school students who want to reach the next level. Dang, that's the longest intro with all the accolades. Welcome, Coach. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you guys for having me on here. It, it was oh, worth getting through that, man. A, a long list of uh, credentials there. Well, we must be doing something right you? then. Right, man. Exactly. I guess so. So how do we catch you on a break, or do you do you ever get one? Uh, well, I got back Sunday at about 6 o'clock from the national championships, mm-hmm. and uh, yesterday I took a day off, and this is now I'm back in the office, so we're right back at it. So we had a small break there. That's right, man. Natties, man. Natties went well for Queens, right? Yes, very, very well. We had, uh, across the board, a lot of success that – I don't know. I would have predicted going into it. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, um, Great time of year. When it, when it comes to track, what is like, sometimes you see schools excel. They're, they're either known as the, the short distance schools, schools that excel in the, the hundred, the 200, the, some of the shorter relays, some of them excel with their distance athletes and have, you know, good cross country programs. Uh, I, what is, what is the calling card there at Queens, uh, if you will? Hmm. You know, I'll take you down a little bit of history. So before I got here, there was uh, a guy named Scott Simmons, who now coaches a professional group in Colorado Springs. He had Paul Chalimo, you had Paul Chalimo and then last Olympics, uh, Hillary Bohr. He really coaches outside of the Oregon project, the most successful distance group in the United States. And he was my predecessor here and he got things going here. We had a guy named Michael Crouch, who was our first national champion in cross country uh, back in the day. And the calling card when I got here was distance. So I kind of looked at what our pros and cons were and, and said, why remake something that we already have a, reputation built around and so we try to build upon the distance part of it now i'm no distance coach um i kind of have dabbled a little bit in the eight and 15 and that's as far as i've gotten and so really my group or my calling card has been what you mentioned before the short sprints and all the technical events and so we've i've sort of added 
in those areas as things have moved along and, and we're also building out our throws group as well. So we're a pretty well-rounded team with a distance emphasis is how I would, how I would describe that. That's, that's legit. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and men, women, both sides? Both sides are mirror images of one another. Yep. No kidding. Now, Queens also has a, uh, a triathlon program as well. Sonny Dyer is the coach of that. I, I, you, you run into him much in the hallways over there? Yeah, we actually work hand-in-hand hand with those guys. Um, we had a young lady um, that was a third in the 10K as a freshman this, mm. this last weekend, and she's also on the, on the tri team as well, Fatima Alanis. So we, we kind of work with them. Um, partner with them as far as scholarship and kids and, and making it work to be at Queens. So he's a, he's a great ally and a, and a fantastic coach. Yeah. So, so going, going back in, in, in your history, you are uh, from South Dakota um, and you got a degree in education. Tell, tell us about kind of the beginning and what you did. Did you run collegiately? How'd you get into coaching? Uh, how did it all get started for you? Hmm. So I would say probably what is the foundational driving force behind why I'm in coaching is, is my experience growing up. I grew up, my dad was cross country coach at the high school across the street from our house. He was a basketball coach and he coached track. So I spent all my time, much like my son now going to track meets and going to cross country meets growing up. And so I just thought, you know, this is, this is just what you do. And all of the exciting stories weren't about my dad teaching math class. They were about, you know, what his kids did on the athletic fields. And so I always had in the back of my mind that I was going to coach. And I actually started coaching my senior year of high school. I started, uh, I was in charge of the seventh grade boys basketball team. And the next year as a freshman in college, I stayed in town and I coached, I took over the entire junior high program and ran the seventh and eighth grade program there and then started coaching JV women's basketball and volunteered as a track coach. And uh, I was coaching the throws, had a kid that was a state runner up three times in a row and had a girl that was a two mile champion. And, you know, that was something that, that was always, I was trying to work in, how am I going to have a full-time job and be able to coach? And so didn't necessarily originally want to be a teacher. Um, and I went through and did all my student teaching and all that stuff. And that cured me in my desire to teach high school. <laughs> and so I was like, there's got to be another way to do this. And so I went to grad school and started volunteering and started mm -hmm. coaching there and, and absolutely loved it. Had no clue what I was doing. It certainly wasn't the short road to becoming a college coach. But then I, I applied for 34 jobs the next summer uh, after wow. grad school there. And I got <laughs> two interviews. I had an interview with a junior college in Iowa. And I had an interview with Emory University in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He was going to be in Omaha. And so I drove down there. He offered me the job. He offered to let me work full time for 18000 a year. I countered and asked for twenty-two, and uh, <sighs> lived with my relatives and made it work. And that's kind of how we just stumbled into it. But I, it's, I, I appreciate that you mentioned that I got a degree in education because what I continually learn the longer that I'm in this is that I, I'm just a, I'm a teacher. I, I teach mm -hmm. maybe not math and I don't maybe teach English, 
but I, I teach people to understand their bodies and where they are in time and space and how to get better at doing what they want to do. And it applies, it applies to anything that you do. Yeah. Whether it's just quality of life when you're older, you know, and posture and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. or whether it's just having fun with your friends playing games. So it's something I learned that I've noticed that other coaches don't, don't grasp some of the, the teaching concepts that I think are pretty natural to me. Well, and that's probably why there's no, no, no hiding that, that sports is so allegorical of life and is often used, even if you, and even if you've never played or participated, you understand the dynamic and you can draw those conclusions about things in life. But for a young person to get the experience uh, of, you know, overcoming obstacles of experiencing success and failures, both personally and on a, in a team format to experience those things as a young person and to build those, build those going forward. And then to be able to apply those, you know, in life outside of the athletic uh, arena. I mean, that, like you said, that, that is teaching, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think I think specifically, it's one of the safest places where failure is accepted, and where failure is encouraged. Because mm -hmm. to to me, I, that one of the things that I struggle so much with a lot of our kids right now is that failure is unacceptable. They don't know what to do with it when they run into it. Um, and, and certainly, this is it's an ex, it's an opportunity to explore about who you are and what you know and what you can do. Yeah. And then how you fit into the larger picture of things. Um, just it, like you said, it's a, it's a great opportunity to, to write your own narrative about who you are within the context of your sport. We have a lot of people who come in as maybe walk-ons who are not going to be the, the feature piece of what we do, but mm -hmm. they're writing their own narrative and learning about like who they are. And I've got, I had a, a mom send a wonderful email to my athletic director a couple of weeks ago. Her son mm -hmm. just graduated. And he's not the best kid by any measure. We've got kids that are literally twice as good as him in his event, but mm. how much he's grown as a person and as an individual in that time, I don't know if there's another way that you could have achieved those same, same results. Right. And like you said, you know, that, you know, that's, that's it's such a, an intangible lesson that, uh, you know, no offense, he probably didn't pick up in math class. So <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I mean, who knows? I'm certain, you know, I'm certain they learned some great things there. But like you said, some of the character building lessons that come from that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like totally different. Totally different, man. Totally different. Now, uh, back to you personally, um, your event or events or sports growing up, what were those? Mm, did everything. Anything that I could do that was a sport growing up, did it. Played a little cricket when I was growing up. Well, no, they have cricket in the Dakotas? They don't have cricket in the Dakotas, but I read about it. My parents bought me this <laughs> set of encyclopedias. They, they bought me a set of encyclopedias. So here I am at, you know, in fourth grade age. I'm like, guys, I just read about this game cricket. We should try this. You know, so it's just, you know we, we always tried a lot of different things, you know, and that's that's one of the things that I, I, I think is important is that to be a well-rounded individual, you got to know a lot of a lot about a lot of different things and so not only did I do track but I also played football and played basketball I wrestled for a while until six feet tall was too tall to be in my sort of weight class it didn't really ah. work out but so I did everything love love doing a lot of that stuff 
but at the collegiate level, collegiate level, then I'd found that I wasn't very good at anything. So I did the decathlon where you can kind of be kind of good at everything and relevant. There you go. Well played, sir. (laughs) Well played. (laughs) Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, Now, we talked about, you know, making this part of a healthy lifestyle and all that stuff. Presumably, you're still doing stuff. So how do you you maintain with literally a schedule like yours? (laughs) How do you find time uh, to get your own stuff in? Yeah, and I would say, admittedly, I do a poor job of that. Um, when I was younger, didn't have a, a wife and a kid and all the other trappings that go along with that. I did a pretty good job of putting in an hour of work every single day, mm-hmm. doing something, doing something yeah. fun. But most of the stuff that I get done now is just after after work, going and playing basketball a little bit with all of the other assistants just to blow off some steam and, and have some fun. But that's that's the major thing that i get done right now i'm hoping i'm gonna put a spin bike in my front room in my house uh today we'll see if i can get on that for about 30 minutes every day during the summer so there Hopefully. you go yeah well it's, it, it would probably be more uh beneficial than the uh than the flexible flyer back there so. <laughs> <laughs> you probably, probably get more use out of it that's for sure <laughs> good speaking of um, speaking of the summer uh tell us about uh what your expectations are over the summer for your kids? Uh, you know, if they're around, are there, are there group runs? If they're not around, do you check up on them? Uh, how do you, how do you keep them uh, in shape and ready to, ready to get the season started when they return to campus? Our goal with all of our kids is to develop their own intrinsic drive to put together what they need to do mm-hmm. To get it done. I try not to check up on our kids and I try to let our kids fail and do poorly when they don't do what needs to be done. We had a few, we had a few of those because we, you know, obviously with the pandemic, we didn't have our hands on them in the first semester. Yeah. And so we just sent out an email at the beginning of the year and just said that you know what we need to do. So there were those that did and there were those that didn't, and the ones that didn't paid the price. And we had a few that did and they did really, really well. And you ask a little bit of, do they have opportunities for like group runs? Yeah, they put together some stuff. Um, we do we do some things here where there are opportunities to do a little coaching in the summers where they get together and go on some runs in the afternoons and the evenings and they do a long run on Sundays, uh, pretty normal. And then like our technical events, if we've got kids that are here in Charlotte, they can always drop by, you know, we're always out at the track in the evenings. So there's always opportunities for kids to come and pull long, long jump and high jump and do all of that stuff. So there, there are opportunities for them to, within the context of the NCAA, as long as they initiate it, yeah. they have the opportunity to mm-hmm. continue that learning process all summer long. Yeah. And how does the Queen City Track Club fit into all this? You know, that's kind of the umbrella that we're putting all of the summer stuff mm-hmm. under right now. Um, same as some of the cross country meets that we're hosting just my vision long-term, we've done some other things. We've done the, the Queen City uh, Street Bowl, all of those things. I just want to kind of put them under one thing mm-hmm. so that people think about or have a common association with all of those. Uh, our goal is to kind of build that out so that the part-time assistants and the volunteer assistants that we have can help run those programs and it gives them an opportunity for us to engage with the community on a regular basis 
and it gives them an opportunity to earn a living wage so they can afford to stay here and, and learn about what they're doing and what they want to do long term. Mm -hmm. So to me, I see it as a win-win. Long term, the goal is to upgrade our facilities here. And we want to be mm -hmm. able to make that widely accessible to the, the community. And we want to make it something where there is culturally a shift uh -huh. in Charlotte away from just hobby jobbing, hobby jogging towards actual making our sport better and making it more accessible and making it uh, something that, you know, there aren't socioeconomic barriers to entry. You know, we mm -hmm. want to be able to meet the needs of all of those different people. And our goal eventually is to get going with a summer track series where we have um, competitions, you know, in the evenings, once a week, I'm thinking maybe either Wednesdays or somewhere else where it fits and having pole vault competitions on Sundays just be able to expand that access and, and develop our sport. I'm, I talk all the time with Lamont Hayes over at Myers Park about continuing mm -hmm. to make things better and to expand and share our knowledge <clears throat> that we have. That's the other thing that I want to do too is have some type of coaching education arm of this as well to meet the needs of people that are interested, that want to learn, that are in the Charlotte area. God, man, that's, a, that's quite a menu. That's quite a menu. Now, well, for we'll throw this out there that there is a summer track series with uh, Myers Park High School. It, it, uh, we rent their track every Tuesday in June, and uh, Lamont helps us uh, put that on. So we're we'll be out there uh, from June first to June 29th. Um, each Tuesday uh, starts at six, and it it's an all comers meet and. Um, so we start off with uh, kids running the 50-yard the dash and crying the whole way till they can get back with mom and dad at the finish line. Um, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Stay in your lane becomes I'll stay in my lane until you start to pass me and then I'm cutting you off. Uh, and, and so it's a lot of fun. Then we go to the 100. The, uh, we do the mile instead of the 1600. Um, and we do, we don't do any field events, but, um, anybody's welcome to come out. It doesn't matter how fast, how slow, how it doesn't, none of that matters. We just, we just like to have people out and, uh, we'd, we'd love to have you show up and just say hello and meet people and, um, anything we can do to grow the sport together. We'd, we'd love to be a part of that. So, um, Awesome. Absolutely. Now, does anyone or can anyone get or be involved in the Queen City Track Club? It's it's open to anybody right now. Completely open. And we you know, we obviously whatever age group it can be, it can be elementary, middle school, high school, it can be post-collegiate. We've got a couple guys that volunteer for us that are just a part of it and they are looking for people to run with uh, we've got a guy named Jordan Schillett has run 1359 for for 5k you know he's looking for people that also are like-minded that want to go out and do some stuff and, and train a little bit so right on. completely open right and how do folks find out about it coach queencitytrackclub.com it has see. all of our information pretty easy to remember there you go. <laughs> Nothing cryptic there. I think we can handle that. <laughs> None of this backslash, forward slash, 15, my last name. Yeah, it's just queencitytrackclub.com. Trying to make it as easy on people as possible. 
appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. We, we really appreciate you joining us this morning, and uh, you know, good good luck with the uh, with uh, the summer training and and the upcoming school year. I I know getting back to normal with my air quotes is uh, something we're all excited about, and uh, you know, just having a having a, uh, a a meet this year, a championship meet uh, is exciting. And, and just, I think by the time we get to fall, we'll be more back to normal than we ever have uh, since last March. So I'm excited for you and what's going on over at Queens. Uh, so good luck to you, coach. Cool. Thank you guys. I appreciate it very, very much. Yeah. Right. And uh, by the way, now that we're, we, we've probably chopped off here, but uh, Tanya Zephyr John, you, you coached her. I did not coach her. That was Scott. Scott coached her. That was the last. Was that, that Scott? That Scott was here. Yeah. Okay. So she she uh, she worked at Run for Your Life for a while, and yep. uh, she she had the most subtle sense of humor, and she was a practical joker. But she she wasn't the kind that was there to laugh about it she kind of set it up and then would walk away and people would fall into it and uh i i saw her it, it were followers of each other on strava um so um she came back about a year ago maybe well it was probably over a year ago because to be inducted into the queen's uh athletic hall of fame i guess and had the pleasure of having breakfast with her and catching up but She's still running out in California. You know, an average day is six to eight miles at seven minute pace. And I'm just like, dang, but uh, she, she's, uh, she's still plugging away out there. Yeah. I ran into her at a track meet at Occidental one year when we were out there. The first no year kidding. that Nakia was on the team. We yeah. ran her out there. Yeah. Well, good. So great. Thank you, coach. Uh, look forward to seeing you and, and please feel free to come out to the summer track series yeah. uh, in any week. We'd love to have you out there and uh, meet you in person and uh, see what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Thanks, coach. The running around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon health Charlotte marathon. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is available at runcharlotte.com. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts.